Welcome to episode 128. It's Phoebe here, and this is The Space in Between. And our mission here is to share the stories, the perceptions, all the perspectives of The Space in Between, and you can interpret that in any way you like. And today, we're going to sit in the space of joy. And the other day, we had Mike Milios on, who is one of our nomad guides, and he was sharing a bit of his perspective of this idea of cultivating joy in these very, very uncertain times. And I absolutely loved sharing this conversation with Mike, and I'll definitely refer to our talk here a little bit back to our talk there uh, the other day. Um, but what I want to want to where I want to first start is uh, with a question. And this question for you is, how does your body respond to joy? And if you're not quite sure, maybe if you can close your eyes, of course, if you're driving, please don't. <laughs> but if you're in a place where you could maybe just pause what you're doing and close your eyes, if that's safe, and think to a moment, maybe it's a recent moment, or maybe it's a very amplified moment that you can easily go to and bring it into your body and just at, and feel what that joy, that moment of joy felt like in your body. Does it feel energized? Does it feel relaxed? Does it feel calm? Does it feel clear? Does it feel light, easy? Whatever it is, just notice what you notice. And now I'm going to ask you another question, a question for your body. How does it feel when you're stressed? Again, you might be in that present experience right now or go to a moment again that you were recently feeling stress and and now just take a moment and you can think of the external factors to gather that again and then notice again how the body responds to that moment and maybe just thinking about you're already feeling like that pit in your stomach or the shoulders curling up into your ears. Whatever it is, notice what your body feels like when you're stressed. So here's an interesting thing. And maybe you're maybe you are like me. I had a moment when I was, I don't know, I was probably like eight, nine, ten, or that was around the time that uh, my parents my parents had separated. I was living with my father, and I got pretty good grades and he always rewarded me. He always rewarded me with good grades. We would go out to dinner at my favorite restaurant, Victoria Station, which was like a restaurant that was made out of old train cars and I'd always get my favorite food. I don't I can't quite remember what it was and uh, but I know I always got a chocolate cake. <laughs> and um and it was always this big celebration. Whenever I got my report card, we'd go out to dinner and we'd have the celebration. And I'd also get paid for all the A's, all the A's on my report card. And I just had so much joy. It was always something I was excited about. I felt proud of. I was, and, and then my dad, as some of you might know, um, he was dealing with um, his own stress in his life. Uh he, my parents had separated, but he was also dealing with uh, what he didn't know at the time was PTS from going to Vietnam. 
for two tours in Vietnam. And he was also dealing with what we didn't find out until much, much later in life was he also was diagnosed with bipolar. So he was rather chaotic. (laughs) He created a very chaotic life for me. And I remember having these times where I was really excited for these days when the report card would come, but a couple of things happened. They started to happen more, more often when these, when these nights occurred was if I was going out to celebrate, dad was going out to celebrate, which meant that he was going to drink a lot of alcohol. And that made me feel a bit nervous. And then he would pay me for my A's, but then he had a bit of a drug problem and he needed some cash sometimes. So he would come to me and he'd say, hey, Phoebes, you know that money I gave you for for uh, your report card? I need to borrow that back. I'll pay you back, but I need to borrow that back. And he didn't really tell me why, but over time I, I filled in the blanks. So these things that used to bring me so much joy started to create more anxiety, like oh God, I'm about to celebrate, but dad's going to get drunk tonight. Or, oh, he's going to give me something and it's going to be taken away. And so at a very early age, I realized that joy was fleeting. Joy wasn't always going to just be joy. It was going to be wrapped up with a lot of other stuff. (laughs) That's how I felt in my nervous system. Then this whole pattern in my nervous system started to, what I realized I did that exercise that I offered to you of how does joy feel in your body? How does stress feel in the body? At some point, just somewhat recently, the past handful of years, I realized when I was feeling joy, it was also the same feeling of when I was feeling stressed. I had somehow programmed my body to respond to joy as if I was stressed. That was huge. And if you listen to Mike's podcast last week, we talked a little bit about this, about um, I, I said that I used to get really excited about something as an adult and I would give it all of a sudden the death grip. And I remember when I was engaged, I, you know, I think this was 2004. I was really happy. It was a person that I had been with since college. We had been together, I guess, like six years or so. And here he was, you know, proposed to me. I felt, you know, even though we loved each other, it was obvious and we were living together for years, but there was something to that being engaged that I felt accepted. I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt felt loved and felt in a whole other dimension that I hadn't felt before with, with a partner. But then I started to get really nervous. And I remember having like these kind of weird, crazy thoughts like, oh my God, I might not be alive because I had this weird hip thing that was happening, an injury. And I thought, oh my God, it's a tumor. Some story that I created in my head was like, I had this tumor in my hip and I was going to die and I was going to make it to my wedding. And I had all these other running stories, like completely paranoid, crazy thoughts. But I didn't realize it until somewhat recently that that was the story that was playing out again. Here's this beautiful, joyful moment. And I just decided to give it this death grip of like, it might not come. And my body would go into this, this nerve at this response of fight or flight or, or freeze. And now starting to look back at all these other moments where I got really excited and joyful about a surprise that came to me. 
And what I would do is my fists, you can't see me, but my fists would wrap up and like get tight and I'd get like so excited and I'd scrunch up my shoulders and I was like, ah, I'd actually tense up my body with excitement. But what my body was realizing was that it was the same message I was giving it was this message of, oh, we might not be safe. Let's tense everything up. We might have to go into fight or flight mode. And that's what became my normal. And I was really realizing I was actually giving these things that brought me joy, the death group. And then all of a sudden they weren't there anymore. Mike spoke a little bit about this. And he was saying, as I shared that with him last week, was that he goes in the other way. So that's like the hyper response. I went into this really heightened state of, of excitement with joy. And what he was saying when with, with his joy is he went to more of what we call hypo arousal, where he sort of numbed out, like he couldn't quite believe it. Like, oh, this isn't really happening. Have you, can you relate to that? Right. These moments where we experience joy, it's all, all of a sudden our nervous system in our, in our mind go to, well, it's not going to be here for very long. So we're either going to go into this hyper or hypo arousal state, the fight, flight, or freeze kind of response in some way. So I'm curious to know as I'm speaking, how is your body feeling right now hearing all this? Even just talking and, and sharing this with you, I'm feeling so many different things. I'm feeling my shoulders creep up. I'm feeling like that little pit in my stomach and that kind of fist in my stomach going like those old ways of when I got really excited and how everything clenched up. And then what I'm doing these days is I'm rewiring my nervous system. We've been talking for so many years about this idea of mindset, you know, the law of attraction thinking our way to a positive way. But what we also need to do is rewire our bodies, rewire our nervous system to a place to open and receive this joy, this happiness with grace. So I was listening to an, a podcast with uh, Rob Bell He's one, I think I've talked about him before. He's one of my favorite podcasts. And he was just talking, I think it was one of his latest podcasts. It was, he was talking about there are no tangents, how everything is connected. And he was telling all these little short stories and it was like, where are all these going? And then you saw the thread that threaded through. And basically he, the message through it was, what lens do you want to look at your life through? Do you want to look at your life through a lens that shows everything is is a tangent, right? It's segregated, segregated, it's isolated events. There's no coincidences. But that also creates this idea of isolating from the joy of it, right? All of the other things that that maybe we're not present with um, in that moment in time. But when we see it in the bigger, grander picture, in a more unified manner, we see how everything is connected. So his question was, do you want to look through the lens of separation and isolation? Or do you want to look through the lens of tangents and see that everything is connected? All of these little moments in time and space that don't really seem like they're connected, but everything is connected. And it's funny because I was listening to one of my um, 
one of my students and nomad teachers here, Amy, the other day, she's taking one of my courses, or I think we were, I was mentoring with her, and she was talking about um, how she's taking all these different classes, and she was seeing, and they were, you know, not just yoga classes, but, um, you know, like more of a spiritual, religious class in, in the language of Christianity, and taking her German class, and she's taking all these different classes, and she was saying how she was seeing this thread of, and connecting, like, oh, this what they're saying in this class is relating to what you're teaching here, Phoebe. And this is relating to this. And she was starting to see all of these little tangents. Yeah. All these different connections coming together. And I was, I just lit up and I said, yes, yes, that's it. Everything is connected. There are no coincidences. When we're getting invited into a class that we think, why am I, why am I here? Why am I getting, we might meet somebody new or we might see like she did in her, I think it was a, like a Christianity class on Lent. And they were asking these questions about how was your body responding to that? When we were talking about, you know, the book of Luke and, you know, and then here she is working with me in the somatic movement practice. And that is what I'm always doing is asking, how does your body feel? She's starting to see all of these little threads of, of, of really a collective consciousness. We're all, that's what I think is really beautiful is that we might not be conscious of this collective consciousness or unconsciousness, however you want to say it and see it. But we're all speaking a new language. We're all starting to make these shifts. Have you noticed that? How we're all starting to make these shifts right now, making new choices. And I think that's really important because we're all being asked. We're all being invited by chaos. Chaos is the space where the space in between where everything is born. It is the space of creation. And chaos right now is asking us a big question. And we have so many choices, and they're all very important choices. How do you want to create this new world? Do you want to create this new world based out of fear? Based out of hate? Based out of joy? Based out of love? That's some choice that we have here today. We always have a choice. And we're being asked these questions right now. And I've been hearing, at least in my circle, the collective is saying, let's lean in with curiosity. Let's lean in with joy. Let's lean in and see if we can train our nervous system in a way where we can receive joy and not get afraid of it, not get scared and, and shrivel up. Not give it the death grip, even if it is fleeting, because actually joy is in everything. Joy is everywhere. It's part of everything, right? It's not fleeting because it's here. When we see it as fleeting, we see it as that tangent. We see it as that isolation, an isolated event that's separated from everything else. But if we see joy as part of the collective, the unified wholeness. And in that wholeness, it also, we also in that wholeness, hold that space of fear. But we can sit in that space of fear and go, oh, I'm scared right now. But you know what? I have a choice. 
Because I also know joy is here too. And I also know courage is here too. So we can actually, when we sit in that space and look through the lens, through that unity that Rob Bell is talking about, looking through the lens of unity and holding it all together, we can also go, okay, I feel something here that doesn't feel so quote unquote good, but I also know I have lots of other friends and partners in this, in this mix, right? It's not isolated. We can invite in some courage right now. We can invite in curiosity. We can invite in joy because they're right here right now. We just have to like say, Hey, you, I need some help. Come, come help me out. Right. And I think that can be what we talked about with Mike was that can be hard to kind of be a hard pill to swallow right now when the world seems so chaotic and not in the way that I, I like to play, think of chaos of that space where everything wants to be born, but that kind of naughty bad word that we use of chaos, right? That creates noise and distractions and anxieties. There's so much out there that's pulling us away from the space that, that wants to be born within us. And, you know, there's also this idea of guilt and shame of like, I can't have fun. I can't have joy in my life when we know that people on the other side of the world in Ukraine are dying when there's so much hate out there, even in my, you know, in our backyard, right? How can I experience joy? And I loved, I'm so grateful that Mike talked about this. You know, he was in Afghanistan and he was saying, you know, he had, he had bombs, you know, out there. He could hear them. He could feel them. And I'm sure he was probably thinking, Ooh, is it going to hit me? He didn't really speak about that the other day, but you could feel that's what he was insinuating. And he said, I hope that my friends at home are having fun. And that felt, I could feel that in my bones, what he said, because that's something that I have thought for myself too. Um, especially when I sit and I, I read the news here of the families that are, that are dying, that are injured, that are not well in Ukraine and other parts of the world too, right? That we're just not talking about right now, but there's so many other parts in the world that are feeling so much pain. And like, who am I? Who am I to have this joy? But have you been in those situations? Maybe not that dramatic, but maybe you've been in a situation where you've been going through a really hard time did you wish that all of your loved ones were there with you suffering? Or did you hope that they were having, making the most of their lives? I watched um, This Is Us. I've been watching This Is Us for since it's been on, and it's the last season. And Rebecca, I hope that it's not a spoiler alert for those of you who are out there. I'm pretty sure if you're following it, you know. Um, she she the, she's the mother she's the mother figure and it goes around if you haven't watched this is us it goes around in time um with these siblings that have grown up to get you know obviously have grown up together um but it's it's following them through their childhood to now they're probably about my age in their early 40s and and these relation and all these relationships and seeing it from other people's perspectives i love this show so much because it shows you everybody's perspective. And so whenever you see those moments of tension, 
right? When there's a fight or something, you like feel both sides of it, right? Because you've been living both sides. You've been seeing both sides of it. It's not like, oh, he's right and he's wrong. No, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, they're both right and wrong, right? Because you can see all, all of it. You can see that that how everything is connected. It's not a tangent. It's not, it's not isolated or separated. So in one of the most recent episodes, Rebecca has been, the mom figure has been diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's or, or dementia. I think it's Alzheimer's. Yeah. And she's basically sitting her kids down who are adults at this point. They're about my age and saying like, I don't know how many more good years I'm going to have. And I want you to know now that I'm, you know, can still have all of my um, faculties and I can say this to you, go live your life, go live your life to the fullest, to the most expansive way that you could possibly live. And, you know, all of her kids are crying. And I was thinking, God, yes, like that's what we want for our world, right? Well, that's what we want for all of our children out there, right? Even if we are the one who is suffering, we want to know that, uh, our children, right? Whether it's just your your physical children or the children of the world in this universe are are living their best life. They're living the most expansive life and, and that we played our part. We, we did our part and we served and the best way we knew how, and maybe this is not the time where we are living our best life, we're sacrificing in some ways, but we want to know that our children are out there living our best life. And so have joy, invite joy into your life. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for, for you having joy in your heart. Don't apologize for seeing all of these connections, for seeing a unified, unified lens. Don't apologize for being able to hold it all. And what I mean by that is, you know, I feel sometimes I feel guilty. It's like, oh, I feel like I've kind of figured this out. And I'm not going to say that, like, I figured it all out. But I can see such a bird's eye view of this whole thing that, yes, and I have my very human moments where I'm like, woe's me. And this is my little story over here. But I can see the bigger picture of, ah, we're all in this together. And I can play the role of scarcity of fear of anger or I could also just have a lot of fun and try to just keep going and figure it out and do the best I can and know that fear is going to come and shame's going to come in moments and guilt's going to come in moments I mean even just this morning I woke up and I was kind of in a bad mood and I was like Ugh! everything that I had to do like on my list was just like and I wasn't even getting to my to-do list. It was like other things were showing up and to get in my way of my to-do list. And so I was like, even the things that I don't want to do on my to-do list, I can't get to it because I have to do these other annoying things. And so I was like in this like mood. And then I just took a moment and paused and I was like, okay, that's here right now. <laughs> that is here right now. Um, and I could sit with it and wallow in it. Or I can go, oh yeah, Joy, um, could you come over and help me out right now? Because I'm not feeling you, right? So it's all here right now. And we have a choice to, to see how we want to play in that, in that space of the wholeness of the human experience. So my intention right now is to make as much joy in the life, in, in my life, for myself, for the people that I love, for you who is out there listening to this 
creating more joy, more art, more um, resources that feel healthy for you so you feel embodied, empowered. That's what I want to do. I mean, I could definitely come and sit here and talk about, you know, the ways that we should be scared to continue to move forward in the, in the world and, and point fingers at, you know, different parties and governments and, and people. And I just feel exhausted to do that. I would rather my last, if, if, if today was my last day on this earth, if, if World War III was to break out, I want to know that I lived my best life, the most expansive life, the most joyful life that I possibly could. And I hope that for you too. And not because there is this, we're on the, we're on this like holding and, and looking at this big possibility, right? But just because it's all here right now, there's no past, there's no, there's no future. It's all present right here, right now. And so we can look at this and see, okay, how do I want to experience this? How do I want my body to feel? How do I want to reset my nervous system to receive joy? How do I want to pause in those moments where I feel stressed and feel my body respond to that stress and go, okay, let's... um. What do we need to do? How do we need to support you, body? How do we need to support you, breath? How do we need to support you, mind? So that we can feel calm again, feel centered again, and continue to move forward for ourselves and for our loved ones and for our collective. So those are some of my thoughts around joy and why you need to continue to choose joy unapologetically. And I'll offer you a practice. And I might have mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts, maybe not. But this is something that I've been doing definitely since the pandemic, maybe a little bit less consciously or or formally before. But I've been inviting in joy through this practice called unstructured playtime for joy. Because, and I'll explain how I got there, and then I'll explain how you can how you can do it too. So, I got there because I was teaching uh, yoga teacher trainings back to back, and I was actually somewhat exhausted teaching sun salutations and down dogs and warriors. My body was exhausted. I was sort of like felt like I was on a, you know broken record, just saying the same thing over again. And I needed to get, I needed to shift. I needed the energy to shift. And so, you know, but I also had this sort of guilt that like, if I don't meditate every day, and if I don't do my sun salutations for my physical practice, then I'm not a good yogi. and, And I have to practice what I teach. And there's something in me like, I've got to release that. I've got to release that guilt. I've got to release that pressure. So I'm going to just get up in the morning and I'll do a practice, but I'm just going to see where the world takes me or where my body and where my intuition takes me. And so I was finding my way kind of rolling around on the ground. And that's when I started to develop um, Movement 109. I was finding myself writing in my journal a lot again. I was finding myself dancing, which I hadn't really done. I like sort of cut that off for a couple of years through my healing, for some reason, I'm still kind of 
playing around with why. Um, and so I was dancing again. I was writing again. I was inviting just more things that, that brought me joy instead of like, I have to get on my yoga mat and I have to meditate. And I was realizing, oh, I'm actually a little bit more uh, relaxed and joyful. So that's sort of how I got there. And and if you're a yogi or not, if you know, if you're if you you might be in that kind of rut too in terms of your practice, or maybe it's just that you are looking for some sort of structure and form and and um and commitment to yourself again for self care. So I invite you to do this. Just simply. Take a bit of time, whether it's right now as you're listening to me or after you're done listening, um, to jot down some things that bring you joy. And these could be moments where uh, that you you know that you you still have right now as a practice that going out into nature, playing with your kids, maybe it is doing your yoga practice, or maybe it's also tapping into those spaces uh, and times and spaces of joy when you were a child or when you were younger, right? Maybe if you're like, 40s and 50s and above, you're kind of tapping back into like those spaces of joy in your 20s. Um, so looking back also at those those times and spaces where you had joy. And I love that, you know, I asked this question to Mike and he, he said water. And he was just saying like, just being in the water was joyful. And we, we had a, a beautiful discussion around, you know, that feeling that he felt when he was in the water and um, and recommitting to bringing more water into his life, being by the water and in the water. So take a little bit of time today and reflect, okay, what are some what are some joyful tools for my joy toolbox that I can put in there? And then set aside some time. Yeah, set aside some time during your day. And I like to do the morning before I start my day, but so I feel set up like today when I told you about being in that like uh, frustrated mood, I didn't give myself this unstructured playtime. I actually ended up waking up with my mind racing and I was like, I have to go take care of this thing. And then it just took me down the rabbit hole of being frustrated. So I like to use my, my unstructured playtime for joy in the morning, but you might find that it's better when your kids go to bed at night or maybe it's in the middle of the day where you need to just like take a break from work. You you decide. But I do say try to make it consistent for yourself just so that it is part or, or put it at least in your schedule. Like Mondays and Tuesdays, it'll be in the morning because you know you have time free. But Wednesdays and Thursdays, it will be midday. But put it in your schedule. Nobody is going to put you in your calendar except you. So put it down in your schedule. Give yourself that time and then just show up. And when you show up, pause from everything else you're doing. And I also invite you to create a space for yourself. So that might be somewhere outside of your house, going out in nature. Maybe it is a little cozy corner in your home, whatever it is for you, but find that space. And when you enter into that space, pause and just notice, okay, how do I feel right now? Because when you enter, you might feel, you might not be there yet in that space of joy. You might be like, oh, still reeling from that conversation earlier, right? Like, so take a moment, pause. And then listen to your body and listen, just like I, I start, we started with here. Listen to what is here right now and the experience of your body. 
And it could be labeled as stressful. It could be labeled as relaxed, whatever, if you want to put those labels on. But really, I invite you to peel away the labels and just acknowledge the sensations of your body. And then if it's not a desired state of being, invite yourself into that. Say, okay, at the end of this time that I have, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour for this unstructured playtime, I want to feel what? calm, relaxed, excited, energized, you get to choose in that moment how you want to feel at the end of this time. And then once you feel that you've kind of set that intention, you've put it into your heart space, you activate it, you just see where your heart leads you. So maybe it is writing in a journal one day, maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's putting a song on that you haven't listened to in years and singing it on the top of your lungs. Maybe it is running and frolicking out outside in nature. Whatever it is, just follow your inner child. Follow where, where this little person inside of you wants to play. And say a full body yes to it. Just like, yes, let's go for it. Let's dive into that lake, right? Get, go into that water. Just say yes. And then at the end of that, time, that unstructured playtime for joy, acknowledge, acknowledge that state of being that you are in and just see if you can continue that, right? It's not an isolated event. We're setting up this beautiful container, but the thing is, again, we don't want to isolate and separate it. We want it to infuse that into the rest of our day. We want to continue. Yes, there might have to be like a close to that time to go back to work, but can you keep that essence of joy that you experienced in that time space? Can you keep that infused as you continue back into your day, as you continue back into, you know, driving your kids from one, one place to the next? So that it becomes this unified experience, this unified lens that you're looking through for, right? It's not this, I had joy at from 9 to 10 a.m. And now I'm going to go to work and be serious. How can you have joy even in the, in the stuff that needs to be serious? How can we not take life so seriously? <laughs> so that's a practice that I pass on to you. And I would love to know if you try it, how it goes. You can send me a private message or you can leave a review here and let us know. Um, because this is an ongoing conversation. And it's not just me talking at you, but for you to be a co-creator, right? You're the creator of your life, but here we are co-creating life together. We're co-creating a world together. So I would love to hear from you. Let us know um, how that, that goes, how this idea of joy sits with you. Do you feel guilty at times? Do you feel guilty to have joy when you know that other parts of the world are suffering or people that are close to you are, are sick or, or going through it? How can you be that beacon of life for, light for them? How can you be the beacon of light for yourself? That's what I invite you into. So if you want to dive in more deeply into this, I have a couple of I have a couple of little things that you can dive into with us at Nomad and with me. So as you heard last week, Mike Melios was on 
and he is a nomad guide. He's leading a four-week series. Now, as this comes out, it's on Tuesday. He had his first session on Monday, April 4th, but you can still sign up if you sign up this week and join us for the second week. He's leading a four-week series on cultivating joy and the time these times of uncertainty. So he's going to sit with us. He's going to offer a little bit of words of wisdom from himself, but from other, uh, other great teachers of philosophy. And we'll also experience, experience and, and share and talk and, and meditate together and just hold that, that hour of space for joy. Those are on Mondays starting April 4th. Again, you'll be hearing this after, but that's okay. Uh, through April 25th. And those are Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I just, as you're hearing this now, my book is out there in the universe. Dear Radiant One was released yesterday, April 4th. And I'm not on the other side of it because I'm recording this a week before. (laughs) But I am already feeling quite excited about it (laughs) and feeling quite joyful. Now, there's a lot of other mixed emotions in there, too. There's a lot of like, Oh shit, my words are out there. My story's out there. Are people going to judge me? Oh my gosh, like feeling the trauma again while other people are out there reading it. So I'm having a lot of other dialogues and I'm very well aware of them. I'm not pushing them off to the side. I'm like, okay, you're here right now. Okay, that's cool. But I'm also going to be really joyful because this was a lot of work. It was a lot of personal work you know, experiencing it for the first time as a child and going through, you know, the stories that I share of my adulthood. But then it was a lot of work unpacking it and going through the emotional recovery journey of it. And then it was another round of work of writing this book the last year or so. And then it's like another round of work getting it out into the world and and saying, hey, everybody, listen, read my book and like having the confidence to do that and then waiting for you all to listen and and see how it lands. See if it's of actual service to, to the world for the better good. And um, I'm choosing to be excited and joyful about that. And I and I say, say that I'm again, I'm reprogramming my nervous system as I say, I'm joyful about it. My body feels relaxed. My shoulders are away from my ears. My heart is beating a little fast, but I'm also taking long, deep breaths to slow it down so that joy becomes a space of just being in awe and of calm and of acceptance and just simply receiving it and not feeling like I have to give it the death grip. So Dear Radiant One is out there. You can go ahead and find it at one of your favorite retailers online. Um, Would love that. And uh, we'll put some links, I'm sure, by then. We'll have the links up so you can get them in the show notes. And what else are we doing? I would love to, if you are a guide, if you are a a teacher, a healer, a facilitator, a, a coach of some kind, a transformational, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, we're calling them guides at Nomad. If you are somebody who has some medicine and wisdom you want to share in the world, I would love for you to reach out to me because we're looking for more guides at the Nomad Collective. We're building up our network and um, calling out to 
to build this network to create a safe space for us to support. So I have lots of of resources to offer you because I've been a solo business owner for many years, basically the whole time I've been in the working world as an independent contractor, as a, a yoga teacher, Pilates teacher, dancer. But I've, ha- I've had this business, this company, Nomad, for eight years, and I've done a lot. I've taught retreats and organized retreats. I've organized big community events. Um, we have this podcast. We have, I've written many different teacher training curriculums and organized those and whew, done a lot, published a book. So I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom that I want to share with those of you who are out there and trying to figure out what your place is. Like, okay, I know I have this something inside of me. I know I want to start this podcast or I know I want to organize a retreat, but I just don't know how to get started. Well, in our nomad community, we're going to create a container. We already are creating this container, but we're inviting in more guides to receive this, this support. And then there's also part of it is coming in and meeting and networking with people, um, not only in your you know your peers, but also bringing in our students or practitioners who are ready to receive your wisdom, your your medicine. So we're building out this community in a in a new way. I'm excited about it. Um, you'll be learning more as we go. Um, but you can go ahead and visit for all of this that I just shared. Uh, Mike's class on Mondays cultivating joy in the times of uncertainty my book dear radiant one the guides program we also have our membership and we also have if you want to keep this ad free this podcast if you have been following us and you're coming back or you're finding us for the first time and you enjoy it we want to keep it ad free i get so i get so disoriented and kind of annoyed when i'm listening to these podcasts and getting real deep in the conversations that are happening and then it stops and it goes to an ad that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. I'm like, ah, and it like the sound changes and the energy changes. And I want to keep this flow. I want to keep this organic. So if you want to support us doing that, so we support our editing team um, and all the other programs we're doing, we're just asking for $11 a month to support this. So there will be a link here in the notes if you want to become a supporter of Nomad. And again, if you want to be a part of all the other programs we have, the guides program, the membership program, a supporter. You can find all of that at thenomadcollective.org. And again, come join us. I would love to see your face on Zoom at uh, Mike's session. I will be there every every Monday. Uh, so we'd love to meet you and get to connect with you. And we have other things that you can come and join us at the Nomad Collective and get to meet you. So Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And if you do enjoy this podcast, I invite you to like it, subscribe to it, review it, give it stars, share the love, share it with your people and spread the joy.